0: Get out the insurance cards. Get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by
1: drrodo.com. All of a sudden, my mic wants to keep rising up into the screen, <laughs> Nicholas Minix. I'm not sure. I'm going to blame you for this one. As you can see. My good friend, Nicholas Minix. I think I got it situated. My good friend, Nicholas Minix. Haven't had a chance to get him on Braddock's Breakdowns. We've done a lot of talking over the last six months when everything was behind the scenes. We were putting it together. He's giving me expert advice, helping me with different little areas here and there. On top of everything he's doing, not only behind the scenes, but in front as well. Even today, he's still meticulously going over his IDP ratings. And you need to get to droto.com to check out all of his updated IDP and everything else. So first off, before we get into this episode of Braddock's Breakdowns, let me give a tip of the hat and a thank you for Nicholas Minnix joining me for this episode.
0: Thank you, Jason. Hey, I'm, I'm excited to be on with you. We've been talking about doing this for a while. i right. uh, excited to chat. I'm excited to break down some stuff with you and I appreciate you. I feel like you're a little too kind on that, but I'm looking forward to getting into some, uh, some interesting NFL situations that have developed in the last couple of days.
1: No, absolutely. Let's jump right into it. See how professional Nick is. Sets me to walk <laughs> right into it, and that's what I'm going to do. The latest NFL buzz, and this is going to be quarterback heavy today, New Orleans Saints go with the Streamline. Jameis Winston over Taysom Hill. I don't think anyone's shocked by this except Sean Payton. Nick, I got to tell you, man, like it's not only the play Winston has put out there in the preseason, but his body, it looks more streamlined. Is it just me? You don't see that baby fat around the love handles or in the face. You don't see the same immaturity we've seen throughout his career. Are you buying on Jameis Winston as the starter now?
0: Well, it depends on what you mean by buy. <laughs> I mean, I'm buying. Uh, I mean, this is the guy I thought was going to win the job all along uh, because I thought there's a lot of things in place from the end of last season to this offseason. Obviously, they gave Taysom Hill more money. I don't think that's always the big pick, the, the determinant there. So um, I think Winston fits more of what Sean Payton would like to do in an ideal sure. offense. I know that I think he's been intrigued by the possibility of unleashing some kind of offense led by a mobile quarterback, but to me, Taysom Hill is, I mean, again, so now he's looking to be a full-time quarterback for the first time at the age of 31. Mm. That's, it's just, that's a hard sell for me um, that that's going to last that he's a consistently good downfield thrower and things like that. I think Winston unlocks a lot of the passing game things that, that, uh, that Peyton loves. And at the same time, um, Gets he allows him to do the hill packages with all the things that you know we be exactly. out of the goal line a tight mm-hmm. end etc. So uh i would like Winston, but I mean here's the thing: he could get yanked in week two. He could get yanked in week twelve. I think that's and, fair point. I mean, ultimately, like I look at, I think this is the thing: like a lot of a lot of fantasy managers uh, and folks like to think of things in a very black and white term in very black and white terms and i always look at these players as there's a big quadrant there's a big grid of quadrants that these guys are going to fall into and you got to accept that they're going to fall and they could any of these outcomes are possible
1: before we move on to the next quarterback nick let me ask you this i think you hit the nail on the head right there everything you're touching on sounds perfect one concern with me here and i think it controls the ceiling. Like, like you asked about like buy-in to what level with Michael Thomas and that huge cloud over his head of what's going to happen with Michael Thomas. I think that limits the ceiling of Jameis Winston because yes, Marquez Callaway has looked awesome. In a small yeah. sample size, Trey Quan Smith can step up and they've got different guys and different bodies there. But just like the Titan situation, when you had A.J. Brown, Anthony Furcher and Josh Reynolds, then you go and get Julio Jones. You're like, oh, now I like this a lot more. Yeah. If Michael Thomas comes back and Marquez Cal- Calloway slides to the two and Trey Quan Smith to the three all down the line, I- I'm starting to like this a lot more.
0: Yeah, and that's – well, and that's – you know, again, so all these scenarios we have playing out. Do you like James Winston early on when the co- targets are a lot more questionable, when Thomas is not available? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot easier for Winston to fail early on, I think. And, I mean, there's a lot of it, – it, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding Winston. And because he's I, – I like him. The market always reacts – overreacts a little more yes. than I do. So you nailed it. I think that's ultimately that's the way I played it. Like I'm, I'm probably not going to get Winston now, whereas opposed to, like I got him a month ago. I got him in other leagues. It's and, and, and not in many around
1: like what the thirtieth quarterback about. Yeah, exactly. Year, right? Yeah, right now you're going to have to go up probably around twenty to yeah. get him. That's fair. Yeah,
0: and and that's that's still fair, but. Yeah uh you know I may like somebody else toward the end there too
1: right you're probably more comfortable around quarterback 25 if you're looking for the value yeah, instead of I, quarterback 20 and like you I, said I still think the, the upside is Zach Wilson <laughs> yeah, absolutely absolutely we'll get into him and some of the prop bets later in the show but let's move on to Denver another quarterback battle that I don't think any of us were surprised I saw you talking on the members only discord if you can uh, all of you watching right now, go to DrRoto.com. Use my code FANTASY for a special discount. You can get in that Discord conversation the NFL, PGA, Major League Baseball, whatever you want to get on. We have it there, and experts are discussing. And Nick was in there talking about the Teddy Bridgewater situation and why he felt Bridgewater was going to win the job throughout because of a front office move that they made with a uh, guy coming over from the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Yeah, George, is it Peyton? Yes. I think it's Patton,
1: P-A-T-O Patton, in? Patton. Yeah, okay. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. George
0: Patton, I mean, brought him in. He was there when Minnesota drafted Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. He, he's part of – I mean, he comes in, and he's the one who brings in Bridgewater from Carolina. So, I mean, I think the writing was on the wall. Locke was yeah. going to have to blow them away to win that job. So that isn't surprising. I think it's more just like the upside of Locke is greater. It's a little more tantalizing, but at the same time – that defense, I think that defense is going to rebound in a pretty big way this season uh, in a division. I mean, they may not be the best for fantasy because they face the Chiefs twice and the Chargers twice and and the rest of the schedule. But I think the conservative coach and those things they worked in Bridgewater's favor, and he could be pretty solid. And right. the t- the the receivers there are a lot more intriguing. I think you talked. I mean, we're going to talk about um, you know who does he who does he help most? Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: which guy do you like the most? Like, as well, far as the value getting bumped, because we got the king of consistency at Dr. Roto and Bob Long. I mean, the guy's <laughs> literally written the book, books about it, you know, multiple. Uh, and as much as he leans on consistency, you'll hear me talk a lot about efficiency. And yeah. so with Drew Locke to Teddy Bridgewater, last year, I want to say Drew Locke completed like 57% of his passes. Yeah. Bridgewater, the last two years, in two different situations, first in New Orleans, then in Carolina, uh, he completed about 69% of his passes. You're talking about an extra 12% of completion to these receivers. So I like Judy, but is it Fan? Is it Sutton? Who gets the most boost here? Well, Sutton
0: still concerns me a little. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of just where he's going to be coming off the injury. So the tour and ACL, I think I, I like Judy to benefit most because I think he's most like the receivers Bridgewater worked with in Carolina um, in terms of he's got the ability to be uh, an, in, I, an yeah. intermediate threat, a possession mm-hmm. guy, and as well as doing the deep stuff. Um, I think at the same time, like I'm, a, I'm slightly concerned about Noah Fant only because Bridgewater hasn't worked with this level of tight end yet.
1: Uh, and he's and still not hundred percent for regular season week one. So you have yeah. that concern.
0: So, but I I view I mean, Bridgewater is a guy. Like, I feel like he's also been quick to adapt in whatever all. Yes. like he's he has done whatever the coordinator has asked and the coach mm-hmm. have asked him to do, especially with Peyton. I think he really proved a lot um, with Sean Peyton. He's got a coordinator, Pat Shermer, who does like to use a lot utilize a tight end. So it's not going to look, I don't I th- I think what we see in the first four weeks is not going to be even what we see like as a pattern in the in the next four weeks and the four weeks after that. So you know, maybe there's a buy low opportunity on Noah Fant early on. Uh, maybe even Sutton if he looks pretty solid in the first few weeks uh, and if and if he's not connecting with Judy. It looks like Bridgewater has been consistently looking for Judy in the preseason. He knows that's the big play guy.
1: Great there's nugget.
0: so much talent there, a receiver. Yes. K.J. Hamler could have a bit of a breakout in terms of the deep threat. Uh, obviously, Tim Patrick has proved himself as a – I mean, the fourth receiver there, you know, at, at, at worst – Um, I mean, he could be the third guy, really, I think. So, Bridgewater is like, you may, you you can justify taking him as your QB2 and and really like a bit of upside there. It's just obviously the ceiling, I don't think, is as great. And they're not going to ask him to do anything too crazy.
1: Right. I, I think you hit on it there. And it's not lost on me that the first two quarterbacks we talk about winning these quarterback competitions come from that Drew Brees quarterback tree. <laughs> first Bridgewater learning on a, under him before going to Carolina and finding success with Joe Brady. And now Jameis Winston learning on him the next couple. It's, it's like a quarterback camp for veteran quarterbacks trying to rewrite their career. You go learn, learn behind Drew Brees for a couple of years. Now, another guy that's come in, he's learning under a college quarterback. Quarter, a college coach that I'm not a big fan of. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I don't think you're a big fan of this. And I think he he was given a gift with the number one pick in the draft. He select all world, everything, Trevor Lawrence, who they think is the next second coming. I am um, going to say pump the brakes here, even though Trevor Lawrence won the starting job. What do you think about this situation? Not with just Trevor Lawrence, but Urban Meyer as the head coach in Jacksonville.
0: But well, he won the starting job. <laughs> I mean, uh,
1: I, so yeah. I mean, all of that stuff.
0: Uh, I think I don't want to say Meyer is in over his head so right. much. As I don't think
1: it's going to be his cup of tea. Mm. You know, the NFL is. And what's he do when it's not his cup of tea? He's like, oh, oh, got a my knee, I got an ankle problem. Going to have to retire.
0: Yeah, my health is a concern. Yeah, uh, the family, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's I. I think, I mean, we, we both like Wilson. I think there's a lot you could say about the the potential for the lack of long-term stability in with Jacksonville more than the jets. Right. Um, And I think so Lawrence has not faced the same level of adversity. I think as Zach Wilson has. Um, I mean, I know we're not doing a comparison, so I'll I'll focus on Lawrence. We were both concerned about Lawrence coming in well before that preseason game two showing. Right. Um, because there's, he has more to learn. Like he didn't come from a quite pro style offense the way right. Wilson did. Um, he's, um, I, I'm, I have, I have questions about how. The Daryl Bevel offense is going to mess with what Urban Meyer's philosophy is on offense, things like okay. that. It's, I think it's a strange match.
1: <laughs> and you, so. You've got the offensive coordinator, you bring in the offensive coordinators, you know, and quarterback coach, Daryl Bevel, Brian Schottenheimer, everybody that Seattle didn't want anymore. They wanted to upgrade and improve, and that's who you give your number one quarterback to. So yeah. there's some weapons there. The ETN injury is not beneficial to Trevor no. Lawrence at all, but I think the Urban Meyer, Darren Bevel, Brian Schottenheimer, and a lot of people talking about it. i think you hit it right on the head there as well that i i'm concerned about the situation there and in a lot of a lot of fantasy drafts when people are looking to go with those rookie quarterbacks most people are taking trevor lawrence first and he might be the third rookie quarterback i would take if i'm being honest with you now let's move on a little bit keep on talking about these rookie quarterbacks in new england it's Mac jones and cam mm-hmm. newton uh been a bit of a roller coaster this week for Cam Newton with not only rap music, I I guess apparently that's making them struggle up in in Boston. Uh, Also the vaccine status and the miscommunication there, but maybe the most damning for Cam Newton is the practice Mac Jones had like on Tuesday or Wednesday where Patriot beat writers just raved about. I want to say either 15 or 18 straight passes they completed. Before I turn it over to you, let me tell you my thoughts on this. I wasn't a huge Mac Jones guy. I had an Early second round grade on him. I didn't think he was in the conversation with those four first rounders. But the Patriots to get him there at 15 without having to trade picks and everything else, they may have found their, their guy for the future because he's consistent, he's accurate, he's smart. And if you're looking to, to best build your future from this season, I think you go ahead and start with Mac Jones. And the problem, the main reason is not anything I have against Cam Newton uh, personally. It has to do with physically. Cam mm-hmm. Newton, if you watch him throw the ball, his throwing motion is still not right from two, three years ago. That doesn't come with the over-release. He's coming from here and pushing it. And there, there's a guy who's from Humble, Texas, that I used to do radio with. He played for Texas A&M. He was actually the quarterback for Ryan Tannehill that made Tannehill move the wide receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he got injured, injured his shoulder. His name's Gerard Johnson from Texas A&M. He's now uh uh, one of the assistant coaches for the Indianapolis Colts. But Gerard told me that when he injured his shoulder, all of a sudden the zip and the accuracy wasn't there anymore. And he was forcing everything from the shoulder instead of using the whole right technique. He had to go back through different trainers and rework his entire throwing motion kim newton has never done that and you still see the throwing motion is not right you're not going to have the consistency you're going to just see him fire underneath passes and run it and get the mobility with their stable of backs that even after trading sony michelle is still loaded but i think if you're looking for consistency and trying to actually be a legitimate team and build it for the future as well as mac jones
0: Yeah, if you're looking for consistency, and if you're looking for conspiracy, okay, uh, what's the conspiracy? (laughs) I had to wonder. I'm like, you know, this is probably not what happened. But did New England set up Cam to say, okay, is this the way you want to go? We'll see if you, you know, we'll see how the, you know, we'll see if you step outside the line of the testing protocols and how that's going to affect. They've seen enough. I, I, I was similar to you, and I wasn't a Mac Jones guy in terms of. You know the ceiling of the prospect and things like that, and then at the same time, like I thought Cam was the guy to like. in – I don't want to say like in fantasy, but he was going to win the job. I
1: was right there with you. Let me be honest; I was right there with you before Cam started.
0: The upside was not great. It's not like we were going to be like, but you and you need to get this guy as your QB two. Even like that's not something that's not where we were going to be. But Mac Jones has consistently. Um, maybe outdone some people's expectations, such as ours. Uh, he's also and and when when this happened, I thought New England is not unhappy that he's got this opportunity to continue to build on what he's shown in the preseason with the ones in practice this week and really convince them. Like it's like they said, convince me that we'll na- we should name you the starter. Mm. And so far, I think that he's done that. So if you're a team that is invested in Cam Newton for one year. And Mac Jones is the future and you have to install two or in two entirely different offenses, depending on which quarterback you pick. I mean, even if you have a base in, in place for one, you're not going to develop right. the other offense. Why not just go with Mac Jones? Yep. Like it's not that. And besides the fact that if you do start with cam and you have on the playbook that you built, you know, at any given time, because of the playing style, you're going to depend on him for that he's more prone to get injured again. And not unlock the rest of the talent you brought in. You paid all this money to to bring in here, like nailed it. Why bother going with Cam? Why not get like even if it doesn't work out with Mac Jones this year, despite the fact that you have a ton of aspirations for this. I, I, I like the Patriots to easily challenge for a playoff spot this year.
1: Oh wow, nice. But
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think you know. if it, I don't know if I'll be allowed to say the big, you know, the number, the number for their win total is not like, it's not a lot. Like they were, they were seven and 10 with one of the worst rosters in the league last year. Mm -hmm. Their defense is going to be better. I mean, Mac Jones is consistent. He's efficient. And as long as they don't have any reservations about that, I mean, and it's, and that's going to benefit all of us. I mean, Jacoby Myers could be a PPR sensation. I Kendrick mean, Kendrick
1: Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Nelson, Ag- the way the receivers are set up, even the tight ends, Hunter Henry, John o. Smith, you said yeah. it perfectly to maximize the talent they brought in. It's Mac Jones. It's that simple. I think you I think you nailed everything perfectly. Let's go to the last quarterback situation, another rookie quarterback. This was different than all the rest. It was close to midnight last night, and I guess probably not as late on the West Coast. I'm down here in Houston, Texas. Coming out of San Francisco, Matt Barrows, a beat reporter for the 49ers for years now, put out an article, and it made me wonder, is he just – thinking about this is this where the 49ers are going and in that article he talked about the 49ers going with the two quarterback systems of jimmy garoppolo and trey lance uh lack of a better term a college system a college two quarterback system and then i wake up today albert breer is talking about it the 49ers are talking about and everyone's saying "Yeah, this is it it's a two quarterback system uh I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised. What's your initial thought on the 49ers trying to run a two quarterback system this year?
0: Uh, you know, it's really hard to imagine that working right in the NFL. But I mean, we've seen a lot of things that have come from the college game in the last decade that have been, that have translated much better. I'm not going to say that I give it my whole heart endorsement, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to be shocked if the, if it's effective. The real question, I mean, so obviously, building
1: chemistry with the offensive line and the receivers and the tight ends.
0: Yeah, that's the yeah the consist the the lack of continuity at the position mm-hmm. is a big deal in terms of the way. I mean, like if you're you're constantly asking and in stressing the offensive line, uh, the skill position players to do different things depending on which guys back there. Like it's easy to do with Taysom Hill because it's a handful of plays or a dozen plays at the be, most. Right. When, if you're talking about true swapping, I, I find it hard to believe that there's going to be a true swapping back and forth. I think they're really just setting it up to say, I think to me, it sounds more like they're giving Trey Lance the opportunity to, to impress them in some package yeah. of plays and just say, okay, it's time to go with him next week. I think that's what they want to happen and
1: develop in. But, and to your point, um, I'll say this. I, I thought Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson and Justin Fields were right there together. If you took Justin Fields first, and Lawrence second, Wilson third, third, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with you. Now I think Zach Wilson I, <laughs> I, I, think, I think Zach Wilson will be the best of the bunch, but I think this trio of Fields, Lawrence, and Wilson are all very close and talent-wise. Then I had uh, Trey Lance more towards the you know 2025 20, area of the first round, late later first round pick, because there was so much development. That being said, I've seen signs of flashes of development already in limited preseason action, so I think you're probably right on this, Nick, where you're saying, all right, the 49ers Shanahan, they're going to give Garoppolo the job right out week one, but they're going to work in Trey Lance, and as soon as he's ready, it's Trey Lance's job because they know what the future is, and I think the trade deadline is an important date because they want to recoup some of those picks they gave up the move up and get Trey Lance, and it's easier to do that if Garoppolo stays healthy. Healthy, which you know is is a big if for Jimmy Garoppolo so they probably want to keep them healthy let them shine and look good and trade them before the deadline to get back some of those picks and then move forward in the future the rest of this year with Trey Lance
0: yeah and I think uh, I think they would love to restructure that contract I think that mm. make him take a pay cut or something to make him actually appealing as a trade possibility I mean of course also if you I mean. The appeal of him, you lose some leverage if you make him your number two quarterback. And maybe that's what they're waiting for is the trade deadline until Excellent. then. But uh, whatever well, it is, Carson
1: Wentz goes down again.
0: Yeah. They go, I Jimmy mean, grew up, Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, the hope, maybe there's a hope that a team, it's hard for me to envision a team, tra- uh, uh, really, a team trading for a quarterback. near the trade deadline because it's such a difficult position to transition to. That's a fair point, unless
1: you have ties like a niche. The
0: the ties have to be there. So it limits limits the possible trade partners. But whatever it is, I think the Niners are setting up some sort of potential transition. Um, And I mean, that's not in and of itself shocking by any means. It's the question of how soon they're willing to do it. Um, Mm. and I thought, I thought they were going to wait till Jimmy Garoppolo got injured, but Jimmy Garoppolo has not looked great in the preseason. And for a guy who needs to play his, put put, you know, his took us off to really prove that he needs to, that he can hold off Trey Lance for snaps. You know, uh, the, I think Lance, you're talking about the development. I We've seen some, some encouraging things. The way he chucks it still concerns me. There's a lot. There's not a great deal of touch, but there's still
1: no pocket presence at all. Yeah, and
0: that that's that's okay. a very that's a big concern. That's probably yeah. the biggest one right there. Yes. So that's the biggest area of weakness. Once the real games start, that may you know the plan may change. I you know I don't think I don't think we're nobody's married to anything. So mm-hmm. I, I I understand why people are like I've seen people draft Trey Lance just as high as Justin Fields, and Hell I oh yeah. I don't I don't get that. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I've seen people take him as a top ten quarterback. I don't get it. And yeah. if you if if you're not in a dynasty, I don't I don't see the value of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree.
0: And it uh, makes me concerned how he what does he do for the receivers? Um, so my preference is as a Brandon Ayuk owner and former Debo Samuel owner, it would be to GC Jimmy G do just enough. But you know, we'll see. Long term, I still like Trey Lance to be helpful for those guys. We'll see. How
1: yeah, That's happens. another great point you bring up there as far as you'd like to see, uh, you know, see him stay healthy and everything. That's a big question mark. When you talk about Brandon Ayoub, Debo Samuel and George Kittle, that's yep. the top three targets there. So uh, I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be able to maximize it while he's still developing. And so uh, trying to get the most out of Jimmy Garoppolo before the deadline, I, if I had to, If I was a betting man, which we're about to get into some uh, here in a (laughs) second, if I was a betting man, I'd put my money on them moving Garoppolo before the deadline unless an injury hits to either one of the quarterbacks. All right, so we we caught you up on the latest, Buds. Now we're going to speed things up here and go into seasonal and individual prop bets. The thought is on this is I'm going to give some names here for some different props. And Nicholas Minnix with $100, it's just a round number, with $100 in mind, is going to tell you where he would spend his $100. Uh, and we'll chime in with our reason, reasoning on that. But we want to move through these pretty quick. So let's start off with the seasonal prop bets. First, most passing yards this year, the, uh, there are six of them that kind of intrigue me here, Nick. Matt Stafford plus 1,000, Russell Wilson plus 2,500, Derek Carr plus 3,300, and Kirk Cousins at plus 3,300, with the real long odds being the rookie Zach Wilson at plus 8,000, Justin Fields at plus 10,000. You don't want to be done with your 100, but do you see a long odd here that you're taking a shot with?
0: Well, uh, because I like Wilson, I think for the long odds, guys, I would go with that because the Jets defense is going I'm to a be trick. awful. The Jets defense is going to be awful <laughs> and it's not for any lack of effort from Robert Sala and his staff. It's because right. the injuries, they continue to pile up the talent oh, there Lawson. was questionable. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lawson uh, even the depth of Vinnie Curry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're just um, <sighs> linebacker uh, Jared Davis. Also, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's going to miss, you know, four or five, six, seven weeks. Uh, it's, it's not a pretty situation. I think, the defense there, um, and the fact that I, I love the way he spins it, uh, and those receivers. Yeah, the recie- that was six I mean, deep.
1: Six yes. deep at wide receiver.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and Tyler Croft, sleeper tight end. Like, mm. I mean, he's he looks he looks the part, and uh, rookie QBs love the tight end. let we'll see if still- Chris
1: Herndon develops with Zach Wilson this year. So we'll, we'll watch both of those <laughs> tight ends together. I've given
0: up on Chris Herndon, my friend. I've given Fair up lot. on him as a, as a University of Miami fan. Um, I think it's just – I think he was overrated, which is sad. I thought he was a pretty talented guy, but I don't think it's there. Okay. Um, and uh, I think the work that Croft has put in, I think he – you know, he's not a true tight end one or anything, but I think he's going to be solid. So, yeah, of the long shots there, otherwise I, I like Russell Wilson. Um, he intrigues me quite a bit.
1: All right, I'm right there with you. Uh, the long odds, I, I, I think – you know, you may be my brother from another mother because I mean, <laughs> I saw this exactly like you. Plus 8,000 on Zach Wilson. Yeah, I'm throwing a hundred bucks on Zach Wilson with Corey Davis and Denzel Mims and Jameson Crowder, Vincent Smith, on and on and on. I'm like throwing it on Moore, there, the Running backs to perfectly. throw it to. Yes, absolutely. But if I won't return on my hundred, I think I got a better opportunity. Russell Wilson, you hit it. 2500 I can make $2,500 on $100 just if Russell Wilson leads the NFL in passing. Russell Wilson came into the NFL nine years ago, 144 regular season games ago, and he started 144 regular season games straight. Hasn't missed one game. Now it's a 17-game season, and I can make $2,500 banking on Russell Wilson to stay healthy like he has the previous nine years and all he has to do is lead the league in passing. For 2500 turning 100 to 2500. I love that one. Absolutely love that. Well, let's move it on most rushing yards. I got three guys here that intrigue me and they're all in different tiers. Plus 1400, Ezekiel Elliott plus 3300, uh David Montgomery and plus 6600 Mike Davis. They need to lead the lead the league in rushing yards.
0: Well, I'm not I'm I'm definitely not doing long shot Mike Davis. Uh, okay, and, and we've already talked about David Montgomery offline.
1: I'm I've never been a huge
0: fan. I do
1: think- give a quick give a quick update for those who weren't in the Discord today. What what had us buzzing offline? And it's not a report. It's just reading the tea leaves and an some concerns we have.
0: Just an observation that what uh, the David Montgomery over unders uh, yeah the all, the, all the prop bets are off are uh, off the board
1: yeah I went to my bookie when we are looking at these props every single prop was listed David Montgomery's name was there but it was off the board he got nicked up on the very first play preseason week one looked over to the sideline called for somebody to come on to the field as he limped off didn't practice the first uh, first week I mean the first day back and then they said he returned to practice with an undisclosed injury but didn't play week. Weeks, uh, preseason week two. Now he's off the board. I'm right. I, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I can't take the plus thirty three hundred as much as I love David Montgomery this year. That concerns me, and it might not be anything, but it concerns me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, the other one you have listed there, I like. I like Zeke to have. I mean, this is a potential renaissance year for him. He's running yes. out of opportunities for that. Um, He definitely. You know, all the reports say he put in the work to kind of change. I mean, he was not good the last two years. The offensive line was also not healthy. Uh, From what I've read, Lyle Collins is still really struggling. Oh, he just got injured today. Yeah. Oh, Just today,
1: just about an hour or two ago, I read on that he left practice injured. I don't know how serious it is. Uh, So research that first. But, I mean, you talked about the struggling, and now he's injured as well. Don't know the severity of it.
0: Yeah, but, uh, I mean – all, all all other concerns about the offensive line, I think they put a lot of this in the rear view mirror. Obviously, the offense is totally different under Dak Prescott. So I like yeah. I like his chances. And sometimes these bets, you know, you're making these bets also because you're saying that you're making a comment on what you think about the other guys, like uh that are in the field. Not mm-hmm. well, not in the field, but the rest of the you know, the favorite. With Jeffrey,
1: field. Henry, Cook, yeah. the injury concerns.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know Zeke in, in the end has not is he's been reliable, and uh, you know they should be better. I think that defense will be a good bit better, even if it's not good. Mm. So um, you know a lot more opportunities to run the you know run out some clock and things like that. I think I like Zeke. The combination of that and the passing game should continue to be just dangerous enough, if not plenty dangerous, if Dak proves to stay healthy all this season.
1: Yeah, there it is. I, I'm right there with you. I can't get the David Montgomery. I was all over that until we noticed that while looking at these prop bets earlier today. And uh, Mike Davis plus 6,600. Really like Mike Davis this year. I have another individual prop for him later. I might get on that one. Can't do it here. Ezekiel Elliott, out of these three, the Ezekiel Elliott turned 100 into 1,400 off of Zeke leading the league in Russia. I, I'm definitely there for that. He's only one of five running backs that have had 240 more carries the last two years. Moving on to the most received. Even yards. I'm going to start off with the guy I love this year, and it's partly because not only his skill set, but who he's partnering with at quarterback, another prop bet. We might parlay season-long crop bets right here. <laughs> Pick the Russ Wilson at plus 2,500. DK Metcalf plus 1,400 to lead the NFL in receiving yards. I'm intrigued. Allen Robinson, yeah. plus 2,000. Adam Thielen and C.D. Lamb, both plus 2,500. DJ Chark, plus 5,000. And these, these odds are intriguing. Robbie Anderson, Cooper Cup, Jerry Judy, plus 6,500. Don't know if I can get there on them, but where are you going with your 100 bucks? Uh, this was, I mean, so,
0: yeah. I mean, DK Metcalf is the clear... He excites me for if where I'm expecting a good shot of returns. Metcalf mm-hmm. combination of skill set. Russell Wilson. That passing game is going to be opened up. I think a little more than people think. Um, I know that they want to do pound and you know ground and pound as well as paired with right. playing defense. But combination of a lot of factors there. I'll just say is uh, I think the passing game is still going to be a big a big part of what they do. Um, so. I'm going to say long shots in that uh, Robbie Anderson is interesting. I'm not, I'm still not convinced on Sam Darnold, but they have a connection. Yep. Uh, Matt rule. I am a believer in Matt rule big time. I think Andrew, this guy, right? like by next year, that's a playoff team probably like, yep. uh, or at least, I mean, competing for a playoff spot. I and mean, they if I got Deshaun Watson they're next year too, right? <laughs> <laughs> as long as yeah.
1: Deshaun's not, uh, if everything's cleared up by, for Deshaun Watson, now you imagine he goes back to the Carolinas.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that. I mean, I I couldn't say that that's not a, a good landing spot for him. Yeah. So, Robbie Anderson intrigues me. Cooper Cup, uh, I don't think so because I think he's more of a possession guy. I love I I love him this year in fantasy. I think right. that the combination of factors is going to work against more O'Hare. PPR
1: value than receiving yard value. I yeah. Got
0: you. And but and Judy. I mean, that's a true long shot um, because there's so many, so many targets to share. Teddy Bridgewater is going to spread it around. I mean, if you had to pick a guy in Denver, that's the guy.
1: Right. Um On this, you know, I like way. I just want to add a nugget on Robbie Anderson because you talked about how he continues to build chemistry. Last year, he joins back up with his Temple head coach, Matt Rule. This year, he joins back up with his Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold. Everything's coming up roses for Robbie Anderson. Got a new contract extension. I like it. I don't know if there's enough there, even in that Joe Brady offense, to lead the league in receiving. I like the thought process there. Uh, Really love Allen Robinson with Justin Fields after being with Bortles and Trubisky for his entire career. DK is obviously the favorite here, but I think I'm going to settle on a long odds here, and this won't surprise people that have been following me for a while. A couple years ago, my number one wide receiver in the draft was DJ Chart. He got stuck with uh, Blake Bortles and Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville. Now he's got Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence can get it to his number one wide receiver. Marvin Jones, a lot of people aren't talking about it, but he got a shoulder injury in this last preseason game. Came off the field with it hanging down by his side. Decided they messed around with it. Decided to go back in. Caught the next pass. Came off holding the shoulder again. Never came back into the game and he's listed as having an AC joint sprain or uh, I'm not exactly sure on the terminology of it, but he's dealing with something in the shoulder already before the season starts. You got LaVisca Chenault who was going to be a complete stud out of the slot. But that number one wide receiver, DJ Chark, he's added seven pounds of muscle after Urban Meyer challenged him to be more physical. Next time Urban saw him after telling him that, he came back with seven pounds of muscle. He's been hiding under the radar as he's got this ligament injury in his finger. He had to have surgery on a couple of weeks ago, but he's going to be 100% by week one. Plus five thousand, he might not lead the NFL in receiving yards, but I think there's a chance. And for turning a hundred into five grand, I'm going to take that chance.
0: I can appreciate that. It concerns me that he hasn't gotten to work with Trevor Lawrence very much. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, and combination of the things we talked about, the concerns with that offense. Mm-hmm. But I, I can appreciate. I mean, that's the one thing you never know. I mean, just because it's an unknown doesn't yeah. mean it's a bad bet. It's right. just that it's you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be as confident, but those things. What's what, what, I mean, the saying,
1: Nick? What's the saying? I don't know if you ever watched the cartoon boondocks, but there is Samuel L. Jackson and Charlie Murphy played these reoccurring roles on this. <laughs> Hilarious. And Samuel Jackson's riding in the car, I believe it's Samuel's character. And he turns around and he says that the absence of evidence isn't the ev- evidence of absence. And it was yeah. one of the coldest lines I ever heard. But I think that's in line with what you're saying now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if there was some instant chemistry there. I mean, because Chark does something that nobody else on that team on that in that core does. So yeah, I like uh I like the possibility. I would right. not dismiss it.
1: Well, let's talk comeback player of the year. Then we're gonna move through this. Got individual props coming up next. Last seasonal, though, comeback player of the year. These all three I could throw hundred down. Because I mean I like them all. Christian McCaffrey plus a thousand, Nick Bosa plus fourteen hundred, Jameis Winston plus twelve hundred. Which one of these do you like? All three of them? If so, which one do you like the most?
0: Well, I think I I think it's interesting to me that like McCaffrey seems like the safest bet. I mean, it seems like a steal, right? It does, considering, the, I mean, like the other guys are not much, uh, the the uh, the odds are, like, I would think 2,400 and 2,200, and then I'd be like, well, I'm not sure which one I would bet if I had to pick only one. But McCaffrey not being, you know, I, I think that's easily the safest choice. Um, by far. By far. That Let's move on. Because, I mean, I think
1: I, I'm like, maybe Nick sees something. Winston, I, don't, I, I like Winston. Winston seems like a,
0: a waste of money. <laughs> and, I, and I like, I mean, I like the changes we've t- you talked about. That. I like. I'm optimistic. Mm-hmm. I'm not certain. I'm yeah, not, you're not going to make a hundred out. I mean, you're not going to exactly. put a
1: hundred on him over McCaffrey. I mean, yeah. McCaffrey, a thousand, you know, turn, 10 to one odds on Christian McCaffrey to turn a hundred into a thousand. That's insane value right there. That might be my favorite bet out of all of these. All right. We're going to run through these really quick individual prop bets. Zach Wilson. We both love them. 21 and a half touchdowns over under. Where are you going?
0: What's the rookie record? I think I would. I mean, I think I would go over uh, just because I like him. And 17 yeah, there's 17 games,
1: games now you're yeah. talking about if he just throws one touchdown a game, that's 17. He just yeah. needs to pick up another touchdown and a quarter of the games.
0: Yeah. And uh, I, I think I yeah, I, I don't I do not have many reservations about the over
1: on that. I don't either at all. I pound that. I, I go deeper than 100 on that one. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, individual props. Uh, which one of these do you like, or do you offer of both of it? Well, it's over-under. So just tell me, you're going over-under on which one. Which one do you like more? Baker Mayfield, 39.50 and a half passing yards. Russell Wilson, 42.50 and a half uh, passing yards. You only got to pick one of the two. Which one do you like more, and is it over-under?
0: or I like – so – Based on the histories, I I like the Wilson over more. We've talked about the reasons, so I won't get you know. I I think the I think that passing offense is going to be a little more uh, integral than people expect. We I think you've talked you wrote an article I think on Russell Wilson being a value in terms of the top QBs. I'm on board. Um, Mayfield, I know what the second half of the season looked like. But that was a little over two thousand yards, and that was the good. That was the great half of the season. Now we're t- we are talking. We do have an extra game, so over is the tantalizing, and I think probably the popular choice. I think I would still lean toward under, but I, like that's that's not one I would bet.
1: Oh, so you're staying over. off on this one.
0: I would stay off Mayfield because I'm not real confident in either side. Um, what about Russ?
1: Pick, I, are you going over on there? Oh, yeah, he's for
0: over for me. Over All right, so Mayfield.
1: that's the one right there. I'm right there with It's over on Russ. Then we talked about this guy earlier, individual props, two running backs. Tell me which one you would get action on. Mike Davis at 800 and a half yards. Jonathan Taylor at 1,199 and a half yards. Big number there.
0: Yeah, Uh. so – I'm just not, I'm not super confident in Mike Davis as a runner. Stop that. I mean, I, it, as a, I, th- I mean, if you, if you gave me an over under on his passing yards and it was 800, I'd be like, yeah, give me over, <laughs> yes. which sounds like a crazy number. I'm just saying, like, I think that's a doable thing. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor, I think, like, if I'm picking an over, it's Jonathan Taylor because he almost wow. did that last year. He almost oh, did that name. last year. Yeah. And so I, there's some concerns. Uh you know, with the offensive line, I think Quentin
1: Nelson now in the pup,
0: maybe uh not. Well, uh, not the act, uh, yeah, yeah, I I'm think sorry. he's coming back
1: from the injury, but now in COVID protocol.
0: Yeah. Um There's a combination of offensive line. So it may not get off to a good start. Right. That's the only thing I really like. Even if Carson Wentz is not what they hope and he is injured again or anything like that, and it's the rookie and it's the young QBs, this is an offense that is built on the success of the offensive line. And Phillip Rivers was not a world beater last year. I mean, he looked good at times, but they they did a lot to protect him and protect him from mistakes. And I think there's no reason that they can't that the young guys can't be. I'm not going to say as good, but like right. I think 17 games for Jonathan Taylor, who has been durable at Wisconsin for the most part. I mean, this is like. It's still early in his career. Like, I just feel confident that he's going to get 80-some yards a game.
1: There's just probably too many red flags around Jonathan Taylor for me, and that number's pretty massive—twelve hundred yards. Uh, yeah, I know he can do it, but you talked about how durable he was. Yeah, absolutely, you're one hundred percent on the flip side of that coin. Though, was his workload in college? They ran him, and we know NFL stands for not for long. So, injuries are probably the most concerning to me. If Jonathan Taylor, if that those mileage starts to catch up with him this year, if the O line chemistry is lacking because of the COVID uh, going going on in the COVID, COVID list for offensive lines, the injury on the offensive line, uh, all of that. And then mo- maybe most importantly, I think Taylor's value is tied more to his quarterback than himself. If Carson Wentz goes down again, he's been injured every single year except 2019 since 2015. And each injury has been to a different part of his body. That's not reoccurring. That's somebody who's not built for this league. And so. Maybe. I- it's Just a matter of time before another injury rears its head, and if that's the case, they're either going Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger, or because they're reactive and didn't take advantage the first injury and go get Nick Foles or somebody and catch them up the speed, they'll be catching up the speed on the fly during the season, and that will cost Jonathan Taylor drastically. Mike Davis, I love him in Atlanta. There's no running back behind him that can replace him. Like Cordell Patterson, Deontay Foreman, because he <laughs> played uh, on the Titans with the new head coach Arthur Smith. This is. Audrey your-
0: Allison is not. Uh, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is your talent there. Mike Davis only has to give me 50 rushing yards a game to hit this prop of 800. I'm taking the over on Mike, Mike Davis. Like him a lot there. Uh, wide receiver. And then um, we've got two different wide receiver props receiving yards and touchdowns. Let's go wide receivers. Then we're out of here. Tyler Boyd, 850 and a half receiving yards this year. DJ Chark, 899 and a half. Robbie Anderson, 950 and a half. And Cooper Cup, 1,050 and a half. Which one of those you put in your $100 on? Over under.
0: I think, I think those are good numbers for all those guys. I'm gonna. Who, you, who Who you – give me a pick i first. Mean, I'm
1: right there with you. This is tough. When we talked about Anderson's value, we talked about chart, we talked about Cooper Cup. I think every single one of these could be over, but I'm going the lowest number on the board, slot machine, Tyler Boyd, 850 and a half. Everyone, is it Jamar Chase? Is it? Is it T. Higgins? Who's the number one? I don't give a damn. I want Tyler Boyd out of the slot, and I think he gets me 900 receiving yards. Adam, I, you know. th-
0: I think uh, – I mean, he was one of the two I had circled. Um, before we started and I'm going to say so my thought is whatever Joe Burrow does in this third preseason game they're looking you know oh they are looking for whatever uh, as far as confidence and things like that like I think things are like early on in the season still may be some concerns with that and if he's looking I mean combination like the offensive line is should be a little better but this team throws that like the, the emphasis is going to be the, on getting the ball out quick. That's going to yep. benefit a guy like Tyler Boyd. Um,
1: yeah, you know, I mean, really I think great tight he's, end talent. So all the underneath routes are going to be Tyler Boyd. Yeah,
0: he's a, he's essentially the the tight. He's like I mean, he's like Jameson Crowder on steroids. <laughs> like that's not, you know, not a perfect comparison. Not the same. offense. Sure, but. I
1: understand. But the work underneath.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um and he can do other things. It's not like he's limited to like slot work. I mean, he's not he's but right. he is he excels at what he does. Yep. So I think um I think he's he's he seems like the safest bet. I mean, if you're going to get a guy who's going to catch seven balls a game, six seven balls a game, like he's right there because he's going to pile up yards just by uh, you know, just by uh, death of a thousand cuts <laughs>
1: there it is. absolutely 100 last one that we're going to get out of here nick i appreciate your time today on short notice so i'm going to key you up for this one last one's receiving touchdown individual prop bets Allen robinson seven and a half over under on the touchdowns. cd lamb six and a half as is cooper cup coming in at six is dj chart and robbie anderson five touchdowns over under
0: so uh i think the Clear winner for me is C.D. Lamb, and I'm not a huge believer in necessarily this – there's going to be a massive even okay. step up in year I'm two. Okay, I'm intrigued. But um, I do think this – like, I, I am still confident that this offense is going to be – you know, Dak Prescott may not be 100%, but Ooh. I think – I think the Cowboys are going to manage him enough that this—they're going to—he's going to be close enough. We got some encouraging reports in the last day or two. Uh, I mean, now they're now they say they have no restrictions on him. Yeah, we, I, we trust him saying. at that. So he
1: uh, has some passes with some zip today, and he's looking good out there. Is what the reports are.
0: Lamb is a dangerous receiver to me, and um, I don't even know what the number was last year. But uh, yeah. when when the first five weeks of the season, I think he'd already piled up two or three touchdowns. I, I'm not. I I think. I think as a threat, as a, I mean, I'm not concerned. Each each of the there's a lot of mouths to feed in Dallas, but six and a half is not a big number. So yeah,
1: it's not a big number, and I, I like that you ended on that because Robbie Anderson five touchdowns not a big number. Uh, I mean, you're it's a, kidding, a
0: good you know, number too. He's a, he's a good bet, I think. Yeah,
1: if but, he if if he gets you a, a touchdown like what every three games, what yeah. is that going to give you? About five touchdowns right there every three games. One touchdown every three games should give you. My math might be off. I went to South Carolina for high school. uh, Believe me, We've been on this long, so I'm not going to do that math right here for you. All right. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. All right. Change my mind. All right. Seriously, though, Nicholas minutes. Thank you, man, for this extended version of Braddock's breakdowns. We caught you up with the latest buzz on all the quarterbacks in the NFL. We took you through seasonal and individual prop bets. If you want more information and nuggets like this, go to DrRoto.com. Use my special discount fantasy right now. Also check out a brand new major league baseball DFS optimizer. And if you enjoyed this information as much as I did from Nicholas Minnis, check him out as well at drroto.com. There goes the mic again. <laughs> and check him It's out. only in the
0: beginning and the end.
1: The beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega mic. And so <laughs> check him out over there as well in his IDP rankings. If you want IDP, if you're playing IDP, this guy keeps it locked in day in, day out, and keeps his rankings up to date. Nicholas, let them know where they can find you on social media and all the all the different things you're working on.
0: Uh, yeah, well, check me out on Twitter at Nicholas Minix, uh right there on your screen. And yeah, come check out the IDP projections. Um, they are filled out with all the rankings, explanations, what you're looking for. I'm happy to put together a custom cheat sheet for you if you're a subscriber. So uh, come hit us up. Check out all we're doing over there.
1: Absolutely. We'll be at DrRoto.com. You should be there as well. And I'm not a hater, so I'm going to let my mic get in the shot for this <laughs> <one>. We'll catch <laughs> you next time. DrRoto.com.